Welcome to Parenting Vanessa Clone's podcast. I have not been consistent, so I apologize for this one, but it is there's been a lot going on in the I would say the last eight months. I feel like there's a lot of transformations. Things will be slowly coming up in my podcast as we're moving forward. But there is something I want to say. Happy Mother's Day to all those mothers out there. If you are not a mother but you're an amazing aunt like myself or have a million kids. Happy Mother's Day. You know, I feel like having an influence in a child's life, you are a mother. Having some form of impact, you are doing something for a child. It's your day too. So what I want to talk about is this, as we're going into, you know, the summer and the pandemic, I have had a lot of calls recently for a lot of different preschools and everything else. I'm getting these young kids. I love getting young kids. Early intervention is something I'm super passionate about. I think it's amazing. But what I'm finding is this, is that parents are seeing their, their child might be, have, might be behind in something or not. I don't know. They're going to the park. They're noticing they're not. As social as the other kids, they are not asking to play. They might be taking things away. They're hiding behind them all, you know, the parent's leg because they they're too embarrassed to go over to another child. Or they're repeating things all the time. So then, you know, this parent's calling a doctor, whether they're downplaying it or not, I don't know, whatever it is. But the doctor's like, well, that's normal development. You know, and this podcast is about following your gut. And I've been doing this for a very long time. And I don't have all the answers. I don't claim to have all the answers. I get clients and they're sometimes like, well, what's your intervention? I'm like, I need to know your child. Everything is individualized. And so I also am not going to come up with a plan without talking to your child and understanding them and them understanding the plan. So I work very differently. So this has come up where I have a kiddo and, you know, it's just one thing after the other. And I'm like, what does the doctor say? And, the, and you know, this parent was like, well, the doctor says everything's normal. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, there's nothing normal. So I don't know if, like, I, I, I have no words to explain what, what what's normal, what's not normal. But all I know is that there's something completely, you know, not go, that there's something going on with this kid. And we need to figure out what it is. So unless you have, like, some example, like a neuropsych evaluation or you have the child looked at by somebody, that's the only way you could do this. I feel like we're just kind of, like, pulling things of, like, doing these interventions, but I'm all, what else is going on? You know, it's, I don't think it's really normal for a kid to be thrown in, like, a table across the room or getting super frustrated. Or, or then you find, you know, that their social skills might be a little delayed. So then when you have, when you're work, playing with two children, it's going well, but you add a third and then everything is a disaster. So then how do we work with the child to help support the child to get them to the right place? But this, this podcast isn't about all this other stuff. It's really about following your gut, follow your gut as a parent. Like if you think something's off and your doctor's like, no, you know, everything seems fine. Go get a second opinion. You know, when, when we get sick and things are going on, sometimes we have to get second opinions. Why wouldn't you do that for your child? Why wouldn't you? Cause I mean, honestly, early intervention is so key and some of the states and everything else between zero and five is free. You know, you want to get those those early steps in because that's what's going to help your child develop to the next level. That's going to help your child feel good about themselves. When you have a child that's constantly in trouble at school and can't figure it out and they're struggling, right? And you're thinking, well, I don't, I don't know, maybe it's something else or whatever it is. Or maybe the teachers aren't reporting it. Or maybe you're going to your teachers and your teacher's new and they don't want to, you know, hurt your feelings that they're seeing something going on too. So there's so many dynamics happening, but if your gut is saying one thing, follow your gut. 
That's where this is because at the end of the day, you know your child best. You can have all the letters after your name and you can have everything. And like, I'm, and to me, I always say like, well, the DSM is constantly changing. What kids diagnose now will be something different in 10 years. So like, just be open-minded to what's going to come. And it doesn't mean that this is this lifelong thing. It just means that there is like strategies and there's ways to teach a child to get to the next level to where they are successful. Now, what happens if all these things, signs get ignored and the child struggles? How does the child feel inside? The child's self-esteem starts to drop. When a child does not feel good about themselves, behaviors happen. And it's so hard to switch that around. That is the hardest part because it's like, well, I don't feel good enough. I don't feel like I'm smart enough. And my dog, I knew was going to do this during the podcast. Lola, stop. Um, and that's where you're going to see the difference. Now, these early intervention helps give the child tools. Lola, stop. Lola. And this is what I do. I just yell at my dog. But no, just kidding. Kind of, but not really. Um, the early intervention gives the child tools so they feel successful, builds up their self-esteem, builds up their confidence. And then you see a different child in the classroom. At home, they're listening more. They're doing more things. You know, maybe bedtime isn't like this huge ordeal, or maybe they're sleeping through the night in their own bed because they're not scared because their anxiety is up because, or they're having night terrors. But again, like if, if, if you're seeing your child struggling, then when you go to the doctor and they think this is normal behavior, normal development, but you're seeing other kids, um, I, I would recommend a second opinion, but I would also be very concrete when you would say, well, my child hides behind me. Um, my child doesn't want to initiate play. My child has a hard time imitating. My child shuts down when there's a third person there. My child's anxiety goes through the roof when someone walks in the room. Transitions are horrible. And again, like, I don't know if it's because of the way that I was able to articulate to this doctor what was going on with this child, because I'm like, this isn't right. So let me talk to your doctor. But He's like, okay, is the child hurting other people? Yeah, like there is an issue. You know, if a child's like hitting and they're frustrated, yeah, that is hurting another child. And But it doesn't mean it's coming from a malicious place. It doesn't mean this child is like doing it. This means that this child's hurting inside and struggling and how are we going to help them? You know, all these parents that I talk to, well, you know, I'm not going to invite so-and-so to a birthday party because there's a behavior. You know what? Call that parent and say, how can I make this better for you, for your child? You know, it hurts me when, when we exclude kids that are different or might, and not even different, that are struggling with something that it could happen to you. It could happen to your neck if you have a second child or a third child. And to remember that, you know, a simple phone call to a parent of like, how can I make this easy for you? How can I make it easy for your child? Versus, you know, your, your, your child coming home saying so-and-so hit or did something else. I don't know. Like, and then I think this is a great learning opportunity for the child that maybe hat was hit to say, okay, well, you know what? What can we have done differently? How do you stand up for yourself? How do you work through this? And how do you help that child when they're struggling? You know, this is all a learning opportunity. It's not the child against the world and their friends. It's that this is an opportunity to teach empathy. It's an opportunity to understand that things are different. People are struggling. You also don't know what's going on in a child's home life. There's a lot of children that have trauma that maybe are not eating breakfast in the morning because the parents can't afford it. We don't know. But the minute we start to exclude children over a behavior is when we fail as adults and educators. We're here to help. And I think as everybody is looking at, oh, that here's this kid going crazy again. No, this is a child struggling. How can we help them? 
I'm sorry, I'll teach this to a kid that's three years old. You know, it's a choice. I had a, a kid come in. I'm really sad. I'm like, well, let me know when you're going to be happy. And she looked at me like, what? And I go, I'm not going to like sit here and go, oh, why are you sad? I mean, I will for a second. I'm like, why are you sad? And then, and I go, okay, let me know when you're happy again. You know, it's a choice to be happy. It's a choice to make, you know, certain decisions in life to not feel like you're the victim in everything. And that's what I teach. You know, I am going to acknowledge a child's feelings, but then I'm going to be like, well, how are we going to get out of this? And I'm also not going to let this child think, well, that makes me feel sad for you. I'm not going to let a child think they have that much power over the fact that they can control my emotions. My thing is this, like, let a child feel it, express it, but then how, what's the, what's the, how do we move forward from it? How do we go to the next step? How are we helping a child move on and becoming and building this resiliency in them versus these victims of like staying there. Oh, who bullied you? Who hit you? Oh, I'm so sorry. No, it's not like, well, what can we do to like stand up for yourself? How do you articulate it? Well, maybe something else is going on. Talk to a teacher. Maybe a teacher can help something. But again, like as a parent and you have a child that has behavioral issues that are coming up, it is really hard on the parent and to understand that the parents need support too. If you're, that child is in your community, reach out to the parent. You know, even if it means like, hey, can you come to the birthday? But if, even the parent might say, you know, my child might be able to handle a birthday party. They can still come 30 minutes beforehand, have a little bit of something or a cupcake or not, and then leave or the last part of it. But Or you, the parent can tell them, here's the schedule of the party. It's really that simple. Here's the schedule. This is what's going to happen. That parent tells the child. The child knows the expectations. And there you go. We have a successful event. And the child feels good about themselves. And that's what it comes down to. It comes down to the child feeling good about themselves. And when a child is, you know, struggling and you're seeing it, and then maybe the doctor's saying, oh, it's normal development, or things are going to be fine, or they're just going to work through it, or this is a terrible twos or the terrible threes, whatever. Stop and think, okay, if my kid is struggling, how do I support them to feel good about themselves? And maybe that means going to a second opinion. Maybe it means reaching out to other people. Maybe it means getting a support group of parents that are like, okay, how do I help my kid? A social skills group, looking at early interventions. Um, if it, is there a speech delay? Are they processing things differently? Again, as a parent, you know your child best. And I'm so tired of people saying, well, you know what? I'm the expert in this. You're not the expert in that child. The parent is. And I understand that, you know, maybe the parent doesn't understand the child all the well, but when they see a child breaking down over and over again, not able to make friends and not having, you know, the social network that they're thinking at a two or three year old should have, or they're, they're, they're not seeing the language being developed. That's when you go to your doctor. That's when you know that, you know, the extra support is going to be needed and that's going to help the most. I'm Vanessa Cologne. My book is Shut Up and Parent. Great, a lot of great behavioral strategies. A very simple read, by the way. And it's to the point where, like, you can open it. You can, you know, there's not a bunch of blah, blah, blah in there. Very concrete strategies. But again, like, this is really about a reminder to parents that you are doing the best that you can. And when something doesn't feel right and someone says something different, like, get a second opinion. And it's not that you don't trust the first doctor or whoever is saying this. It just can't hurt. And this is your child. And early intervention is so important for kids to feel good about themselves because as they're moving into grade school and doing things, that's where you want to see them flourish and make the friends and the social emotional learning that goes with. Because in the end of the day, if a child can't, you know, not comfortable making friends, not sure how to do things, you think academics are going to go in well?
it's not going to work, right? To me, like, if a child can't build a relationship, how are they going to end up as adults having, you know, a way to be able to connect with others? You know, they could spend their time in the academics, but the social-emotional is just as important. How you hold a job down, working together as a team. Um, all of that comes together. So this is my little two-second, no, it's not even two seconds, but my little random rant on this one. But I um, hope you have a wonderful Mother's Day to anyone who is helping a child. Doesn't mean that you have to give birth to a child, but anyone that's been a part of any child's life. Have a wonderful Mother's Day, and thank you for listening.